You are listening to The Women of Kona, a feisty media production. We would like to thank our partners, Try Hard, That's It, Kerr Sports, USAT, and the Outspoken Summit. We are live. Okay, welcome to episode six of The Women of Kona. I am here in our breezeway studio that we just came and took over here in Kona with the lovely Kelly O'Mara. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Sarah. As if we haven't been together all week. (laughs) So Kelly is the former editor-in-chief of Triathlete Magazine and the founder of Triathlon-ish, which we will discuss later. Okay. Okay. You were supposed to bring the banter. So far, you're you're letting me down. I was waiting to do your whole, like, top of the show (laughs) thing. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. We want to thank our sponsors, Kerr Sports, That's It, Try Hard, USAT, and the Outspoken Summit. Uh, We also wanted to give a reminder for those who don't know, we are running a contest this week, which closes in in a couple days, right? October on the 7th. Okay. So there's $2,000 worth of prizes in the contest, and there are eight chances to win. So some of the great prizes are a free entry to the Outspoken Summit. We have a three-month supply of That's It bars, which are these amazing fruit bars we've been eating all week, just dried fruit bars. Uh, a Oh, we have a foot, so some kind of, the foot bundle from... <laughs> Wait, do we... <laughs> the active foot bundle from Try Hard. I, I feel like that's really good for triathletes. They, that's, and, and we love our Try Hard products. Um, we also have gift certificates to the Feisty Shop. We have form goggles, uh, $200 plus the subscription there. So um, lots of prizes to be won. You can enter by going to the link in the bio of our Instagram page. And we will also throw the link in our show notes. Okay, so coming up on the show, Kelly and I are going to talk about what is happening this year in Kona, the things that have changed, the numbers. We're going to talk about the women's race, our favorites, our picks, and the concerns and challenges with the new format after this. The fastest path to living healthier, longer starts inside. Inside Tracker takes a personalized approach to health and longevity from the most trusted and relevant source, your body. It was created by experts in aging, genetics, and biometric data from Harvard, Tufts, and MIT. That's quite a list. Inside Tracker provides personalized health analysis and clear recommendations, plus an action plan on how to live healthier, longer. When I do my Inside Tracker tests, I always use the mobile blood draw service. It's amazing because you can enjoy a premium lab experience in the comfort of your own home or your office. All you have to do is book a time that suits your schedule and they will come to you. The scheduling is easy and they send you text alerts so you'll get appointment updates and notifications when your inside tracker health analysis and custom action plan are ready to view. It's great for busy people who want to save time. So if you want to try Inside Tracker's mobile blood draw service and find out what's going on inside your body for your health, go to insidetracker.com forward slash feisty and get 20% off today. That's insidetracker.com forward slash F-E-I-S-T-Y.
As a former pro triathlete who now does very amateur crossfitting for fun and is in perimenopause, meaning I can't count on my hormones to be consistent anymore, one of my main limitations is the speed at which I build muscle. It just doesn't come easily for me. I wanted to make sure I am actually getting the benefits of the little time I do have to work out. That's why Amino Co's Perform is the perfect product for me. It tastes good, and I just sip on it before and during my workouts. The AminoCo's Perform formula has clean ingredients and is great for your everyday routine to help give your body the fuel it needs to perform at its best and recover faster and stronger from workouts. What's even better is that AminoCo's Perform was created by former Harvard professor and world-renowned clinical researcher Dr. Wolf. As a competitive athlete, Dr. Wolf has completed 62 marathons in under 2.30 whoa, and is still fueling his body with Perform at age 75. So if you are looking for a nutritional advantage when it comes to boosting your peak athletic performance, I recommend you give Perform a try. It's scientifically three times more effective on a gram for gram basis than any other protein source. To try it yourself and get 30% off, Use the code RIDING, R-I-D-I-N-G, when you visit aminoco.com forward slash riding. That's A-M-I-N-O-C-O dot com forward slash riding. Let's talk about Orca for a minute. In 2018, Orca approached me at the Ironman World Championships in Kona and said, hey, we love what you are doing and we want to support women better. So we are designing products specifically for women rather than just, you know, shrinking the men's products. And we want your help. That's me, Sarah and Feisty Media that they were asking for help from. Not only that, but I personally find that my Orca wetsuit is the best I've ever had for flexibility and buoyancy, and I definitely wish I had found it when I was racing pro. Fast forward four years, and Orca has launched their new triathlon wetsuits and other gear designed specifically for women. I'm so proud to have been part of this process. So you can order your very own wetsuit and other fab products for 15% off using the code IRONWOMEN15 at orca.com. That's Iron Women, the name of one of our amazing triathlon podcasts, Iron Women 1515 at orca.com. Tell me. Okay, we're back in. <laughs> okay, now, now, now that I'm done my intro, Kelly, are you willing to give me some banter? Oh man, now I have to go with something funny to say. It's <laughs> right off the top of your head. Now, how's how's your week been so far in Kona? I've been with you constantly the entire week. <laughs> like the whole time. Okay. Here's what I'm going to tell you. I'm not asking for myself. <laughs> I'm asking to entertain. <laughs> okay, so you've been to Kona. You've raced. No, I don't know. Actually, now I'm like, I don't know if you've raced here or not. I've raced here six times. Well then, there you go. <laughs> but if you've raced it and you've worked it, then it's actually much more enjoyable doing neither. Doing neither? Yeah. You don't consider yourself working? Well, I mean, like, I'm working. But working right now this week has been, like, way more low-key than running a magazine. When you're running a magazine, you have to be like, oh, my God. You know, how is, like, did Lucy, Lucy, I'm totally about to make something up, and then people thought it was true. 
but you have to be like, oh my God, what's happening? Who got hit by a car? What are the bike counts? I don't have to do any of that shit right now. So with Triathlete Magazine, when you would come with them, that's what you used to do is like wait for like stories to appear and then chase them around town? No, no, no. I mean, you have a, we have, you have a plan. You have an editorial plan. And then sometimes though, does the plan go out the window? Obviously, like, because it's a live event. Right. right. So, but you, but it's like constant. You have to be on like on race coverage, on news coverage. Very hectic. It's very stressful. There was this whole chaos with the bike count right now. And they were telling me about it. And I was like, oh, that sounds like a you problem. <laughs> nice. Nice. So much more enjoyable this way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the format that's changed because, you know, we've, we've talked about it a lot, but I feel like we like a lot of people still don't understand really the details of what's changed. So we're having a race here on Thursday. We have 50 female pro slots. Like we have equality in the pro field more or less. Next year, they've promised uh, equal, like a, a women's only race day on Thursday. Um, but for this year, what, what, what has happened? What is changing? What is changing? I have heard a lot of explanations, like on the plane and in coffee shops. Of oh, like by on. random people what who don't people? know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. So there's two days this year, Thursday and Saturday. And people are like, why aren't they doing back-to-back? And they're not doing back-to-back because people finish at like 12.30, 1 a.m. And logistics crew operations won't be done till like 2. And then you have people rolling in the next morning at like 4 or 4.30. Not possible from an operational standpoint to like clear and re-go. So they decided to do it with this one day in between. Obviously, we're going to see how it goes. We're, I think we're all taking a see how it goes approach. We're all holding our breath a little bit. Holding our breath a little bit. Um, and then they had to do that because they had this backlog of three years worth of Kona spots, basically, um, for the age groupers. And, and that's what that's what Diana Birch said to us earlier in the week. Yeah. There's a three three year backlog. Now, should they have maybe put a pause on Kona spots at some point? <laughs> maybe, maybe that would be a thing. Idea. Yeah. Because there are technically 5,300 people racing. And for comparison, the biggest race ever here before was like 2,300 on a single day. Wow. So they more than doubled more it. More than doubled. Wow. Which is why it feels like a lot. Of, like if you've been here before, it feels like a lot of people. It does feel like a lot of people. But as we were talking about before the show, like I think I came in worried like I'm not going to be able to park in town. We're not going to be able to like eat at lunchtime because the restaurants will be overrun. But neither of those things have proven to be true. It's just because you know the secret parking spots. That's probably also true. <laughs> have people been struggling to park? The pool was busier this morning than I've ever seen it. I think uh, it got distinctly more crowded Saturday, Sunday when people flew in this past weekend. And I think it's about to get distinctly more because like people who are spectating and stuff are flying in today. There's a good number of people who are flying in today. Oh, um, really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Like if, have, like if they have athletes or friends and they're just coming to like watch the race, they're not. They're not coming for the the industry business music. They're not? Okay. But yeah, actually one year my mom came on the day before. Yeah, I can see that. So that's what's happening. We have two days. So Thursday, tomorrow is the race we care about. Uh, it's the pro women, all the women. And then because they because they had this backlog of COVID spots, they needed to kind of even up the days. So there's about the same number of people going each day. So tomorrow after all the women, 25 minute break. And then we will have 65 plus age men 50 to 54, and then the 20 to 24-year-old men who will start at, like, 7.40 a.m., I think, like, over an hour after the pro women. Right, right. Okay, and is that, that – I mean, that's good, right? Because it ensures – like, we talked to Andrew about earlier in the week. Like, it ensures a woman over the line first. Like, oh, God, I hope so, right? Like, they're going to make up an hour dead on the pro women. <laughs> no, I think, uh, like, you know, there's obviously a lot of, like, wait and see how this goes and a lot of things – like, if I ran Ironman, it'd be different, right? But I think Ironman did, like, a really good job. In- you ran- <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not letting that slide. 
Okay. <laughs> if you, if Kelly O'Mara was the CEO of Iron Man, what would you do differently? What, in, in, would you roll out this two-day schedule? Yeah. The yeah. two-day is great. Yeah, okay. I'll love the two-day. Okay. So what would you do differently? I would have put a cap, obviously, on the number of spots at this point. Like, I think we all know it should be 1,800 people racing each day for right. acting reasons, yeah. for crowding reasons, yeah. for, like, getting the best of the best reasons. Okay. 1,800 women, 1,800 men. Yes. Okay, I'm hearing you. So, but then the problem partially was about the slots and having extra slots. So it's like back COVID. So my point is like, given we would do it different, given COVID, I think they actually did like an, like I get why they did this, right? Like I get why they had to figure out, put some men and they picked which men's groups based on the size of the group and the timing and to make sure we could give the women like enough room so it doesn't affect their race. And then, you know, now I know there are some 2024 men who are like, you know, they're trying to compete for the overall age group title. And so like, that's a little weird for them because it's a different day. It's a different core. It's like, what is that? How does that even work? But you know, if you're competing for an overall age group title, just upgrade to be a pro. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) Good point. Good point. And actually I do think you make a good point because like earlier in the week, Messick said like, what's going to make or break is whether or not there's complaints afterwards about the traffic or like we were talking about before the show, whether there's actual like accidents and people get hurt and stuff like that because of like, because people can't get to work or get frustrated and drive it onto the course or whatever else. So Thursday is the big question mark day, but man, people are excited for a women's only race. Everyone's. And like, it's going to change the dynamics Pro women are used to racing around guys. Like that's what you learn. You learn how to race that way because that's what you have to do. So it's going to be different. It's going to change like who makes what group it's going to be like, instead of getting the broadcast where like, you know, they like cut to the men's finish and then we're like, oh yeah, and now Danielle is in the lead. We're going to get all like the women all day. It's uh, I've, a lot of women have been like, I've been waiting for this for like 20 years. Is it safe to say that we're both ex-pros? I don't know. Everyone keeps asking me that. It feels very like. <laughs> Are you a, retired? I mean, I quit. Does that like. <laughs> that counts. That counts. And I just, that was a pre-question to my actual question, which is like, do you wish that you could have raced on a women's only day? Or have you for the 70.3? I did placid at a women's only day, but it was one of those weird ones where like one of the faster age group guys actually like crossed first, I think. Oh, we we only got like five, 10 minutes or something on them. And so, and so that's weird. Like that's when you're like, oh, yeah. 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 I kind of wish I could like, I could be part of a women's only day, especially even next year with all women on the course. That'd be, I don't, I don't wish enough to train for an Ironman to be clear, but, um, that would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, what's happening. Like what has happened, what is happening this year? They've gone ahead and committed to the two day Thursday, Saturday next year. And like you said, they committed to one day actually just for women and one day actually just for men. Um, they went ahead and committed to it before waiting to see how this year went. So that's like a, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, and then, I mean, we can talk later, whatever, about next year with the with all women's day. They've kind of like, that means all women age group spots too, all equal, like an equal number of age group women. Um, but they've kind of thrown those random qualifying spots on different races. And so, 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 you know, you used to have, you had to win your age group to qualify. Yeah. And now it's like, you can be 15th. We probably could have found like an in-between. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Help me understand this because actually I do not know this, right? I actually do not know this. So there's essentially, there's going to be a ton more spots for the age group women to qualify for next year. How did, did they just 
Like how, how is it that they, it used to be, you had to win and now it's, you can come 15th. Like, is it cause it rolls so far or like what, how do you qualify? What, 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 is, what is happening, Kelly? What is happening? <laughs> why did they do it that way? You're like, I don't know, man. Um, I can tell you why they think. No. So what they did, so it's going to be about 2000 men, about 2000 women next year, um, which is a slightly increase for the men and a big increase for the women. Cause like it was I'm trying to do the math here, maybe 700, 800 women historically, usually thousand. So it's a lot more. Yeah. A lot but more. instead of just doing it with the secret super proprietary algorithm, the proportionality algorithm. Right. The yeah. super secret. Instead of just being like, hey, let's just use that yeah. for men. Like, let's do one for men and do one for women and just like. Make it the same algorithm. Right. Instead of doing it that way, they, which I think, I think they didn't want to commit to that. They are doing 100 women for try spots at random races. So they have a list of like 12 or 13, something like that, races that get these extra 100 spots, which then makes those races, like, instead of having. 15 or 20 spots or whatever it was before. Now they have like 120. So it's like, this is crazy. And then, uh, yeah. And so then it's a little wacky because then you have these, like an age group ends up with seven, whereas they used to have one. Right. Okay. That's right. Okay. So by not doing, by not doing the qualification system the same way as the men qualify, that allows them to change it, maybe well, if they asking, need to. Now you're you're asking for wild speculation. Wild spec. This is a wild speculation, but it's just like, why don't we just say that, like, you know, <laughs> so like that it's the it's the old, the same old algorithm, the secret algorithm of proportionality that they've used to decide the qualification, like. I don't know why, but I that, know that you don't know. I don't. Know. <laughs> I, don't I, I don't know. I can't get in their head. I don't know, but. But that's and that's now creating this thing, obviously, where people are like, well, 15th place woman at Ironman Chattanooga gets to go to Kona now. Now Kona's getting watered down. It's not going to be fair. Women who shouldn't be there shouldn't be. And you're like, well, that's now we've we've created this problem. And, yeah. 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 OK, so that's all very interesting. And it's going to be interesting to watch. Yeah. Well, fascinating to us. <laughs> um, if we have folks watching, if you want to ask a question of the lovely Kelly O'Mara, please type it in the um in the whatever the in, the in the chat um or as a comment on the video and the lovely ella will see it and she will let us know your question um okay kelly let's talk about like the actual yeah, race really. the women who are racing our favorites um shall we do some picks oh yeah okay okay what have you said okay but you can't pick daniella <laughs> you can't pick daniella well you have to say why you're picking the people no, okay okay so I guess, yeah, we should talk about who's racing. Overwhelmingly, Danielle is the favorite. I mean, we talk a lot. People throw around, like, Goat, Jan Ferdino. I was looking at the stats, and, like, I know she didn't dominate at as wide a range of distances as he has. But, like, shit, man, she's won five 70.3 titles, five Ironman titles. I know. That is insane. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a lot of winning. And then people wrote her off, and she came back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... It's kind of nuts, actually. Yeah, that's what we talked about yesterday. I think we mentioned it on the show yesterday that, like, I feel like there are some other women with, like, Daniela-level talent coming through, yeah. but they don't have Daniela experience yet. So that's why I would still bet on Daniela. I also think, like, and this is, like, women's sport has progressed through the decades, et cetera. Yeah. Daniela has won those titles in an era when, like, it was a lot harder to win that many titles for the women Right. Then, then previous, like, so like then previous six time winners or, or whatever, multiple time winners. Yeah. Cause it's very deep now. Yeah. So, right. 
So anyway, Danielle is my favorite, obviously. I told someone I think she has like an 80% chance of winning, and they said that's probably right. Because obviously, she had get stung by like six jellyfish this year. She still won after one, so it would take a few. It would take like a pack of jellyfish stinging her to take her down. <laughs> no, I agree. I was at 80% too. Yeah. I mean, technically, I think the odds have her at like a 40-something percent chance, but for statistical odds, that's still... The odds that we made up in our heads. We're at 80. Okay. <laughs> okay. So who else do you have on the podium? So then I think Laura Phillips, the only one who could really beat her. If she doesn't have an off day, obviously if you have an off day, anything could happen. You think Kat Matthews could have had she been here? I love Kat and you never know because Kat is like the best at pacing in the game. Like she like rides the line better than like anyone. Yeah. Um, I think Kat's had a really big year. So in some ways, like maybe she's getting the rest. Right. To come back big next year. Yeah. I mean, she did a seven and a half hour Ironman after second place at world championships. Yeah. That sounds like a lot to me. Yeah, that is a lot. Okay, so you've got Laura Phillips for second. She's going to be running her down but not quite get her? That's what I think. Okay. Um, I mean, Laura Phillips, like, a lot of people, like, haven't really – because, again, this is we had these three years where we didn't have CODA, and so a lot of people kind of are not noticing who's come up necessarily, if that makes sense, in those three years. And Laura Phillips is one of those people where, like, she was fourth the last time we were here in 2019, and it's easy to be like, oh, okay. But since then, I mean, she ran – she did an Ironman brand world record that got, like, overshadowed because – it's not like the fastest course ever, whatever. Where was that? Uh, Hamburg, Copenhagen. Yeah. yeah. She went 818. Like that's 818. It's legit. Yeah. yeah. She's all like one. She's only done four Ironman. She's won three of them. The, the one she didn't win was the fourth place here. Like, right. so she's like, and she also um, got COVID right before St. George. So I think she's like pissed and ready to, you know? Yeah. I like that. Okay. And what about Annie Hogg? Yes. Yeah, so I think she ends up third. That's my Annie for third, running herself into third. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What about our fave, our fave co-host Sarah True? Sarah, she's my wild card. Is she your wild card? Ooh, can you name someone who was like a fourth at the Olympic Games know, and fourth year, and like an Ironman did like a record-breaking Ironman this year? Is that a wild card? I don't know. I mean, everyone here is like a fucking Ironman champion, yeah, right? She's not been on the podium before, so therefore she's a wild card, right? Well, I think the thing with Sarah is. Um, Again, like three years has passed, right? And she'll tell you, like, she's had a kid. She's in a PhD program, right? Like a lot of different. But she seems uh, fun is fast. She seems like she's having fun. Yeah, I think that that and that could I think that could work for Sarah. Just like from knowing her. I think that she's. um, Yeah, she's I think that she's going to have a race that she enjoys, basically. And that could mean like a lot of different things. Right. Obviously, you still have to be like, where's Lucy going to end up? Oh, yeah, Lucy. Like, Whereas like I think I think Chelsea Zara is my pick for like fifth. Yeah. And then you have this whole mix of people in like anywhere in there, like Vanilla or Sarah Crowley. Uh, like, where are they gonna? They're gonna all be in that little like fourth or fifth or seventh or Heather Jackson, Sky Munch. Like, they're all in there, and you're like, yeah, oh yeah, the field is so deep. <laughs> like, oh yeah. yeah, those people, all those people, light them up. <laughs> the other thing I'm really noticing is that there's like there's so many more front pack swimmers yeah. now. I like, there could be a group of what like seven or. 10? I think like we're not going to see a Lucy swim away with it necessarily. Yeah. It's going to be like Lucy, uh, Fenella, Becca Clark, Haley, yeah. Lucy, Lauren Brandon, Lauren Brandon. Those five, I think, come out in front. And then out of that, you have like, I mean, Lucy and Fenella can ride. So maybe they, maybe Lucy has someone to work with and like it's going to, you know. So Lucy and Fenella can ride. So they might ride with Daniela. 
You're just excluding Daniela because, like, we all know she can. She's not going to be in the front. She's not going to be in the front pack. Sorry. Keep up. Yeah. My bad. Five gets out. How long do they hold off Daniela? Who works together? Right. And they can hold her off longer if they work together. And there's more of them. And then in St. George, to pick this up, in St. George, Daniela and Kat work together to like just demolish the field, right, on the bike. But now it's like, who's Daniela going to come out with? Is she going to come out with Sky? Is she going to? Then that could work for them. So. Okay, and it's looking like the day. I mean, we checked the weather earlier. Oh yes, Ellen, studio audience has a question. (laughs) This one is for Kelly O'Mara. Uh, how will the weather play in and the winds? I want to know what your thoughts are if it's a windy day, non-windy day. Thank you. Okay, so have you guys, did you guys swim in the, ch- no, you swim at the pool. Yeah. Okay, it's been choppier since the, well, it's, since you can see it right now. Yeah. Since it got stormy yesterday, it's been choppier. And so I'm curious how that's going to affect that front group of swimmers now, if it, we're going to see like bigger breaks in between yeah. people. Um, which then, yeah, like could, if they get in a group, I think it could really matter. Yeah. I was talking, I was actually talking, we were talking on, on the way here. There was one year where I was swimming in like a little pack. Like we were like the third or fourth pack, whatever, four of us. And we actually like, because we, on a real choppy year and because we stayed on course, we overtook like another pack, <laughs> like a whole pack of, of other women. We just like overtook them. They were like, I looked at one point, I'm like, what are they doing way over there? And we, we were just like, just got lucky and stayed on the boy line. So yeah, I can make a big I difference. Think be big gas. And then the thing like the wind, like, I don't think it's going to be that bad windy. I think it's going to be more humid. If you've been looking at the weather, like it may rain, um, which like should be pleasant on the run, but it holds this humidity. It's going to be more humid than windy. But I think what we'll see is like with those gaps that could open up in the chop and the swim, mm-hmm. there now won't be any guys in there. Like it'll be more, those gaps will matter more. Yeah. And so like where there's wind, like it'll break it up even more. Yeah. And even on like a non-windy day, there's often still wind out of heavy. Yeah. 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 Huh. Okay. Well, I'm excited. Well, you tell us what your picks are. Oh. <laughs> Do I need to have picks? Yeah. I only have sentimental favorites. Mine are kind of the same as yours. Like I think, I think talking to Chelsea earlier in the week, I think that's a good, she, is that, is she, can she be a, so, my dark horse? Sure. This is her second Ironman ever. Right. So she can be a dark horse. So I think it's like, on the one hand, you'd be like second Ironman ever. Like you gotta, but I don't know. I think, I think she, she's been like, I think she knows what she's doing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think she does too. She's got the edge. Yeah. She went to Cal. With me. It's oh, fine. Yeah. <laughs> like you knew her back then? Not well, no, no, no. But I'm just saying, like, she went to a good school. We're smart. Right. Yeah. You guys, you guys have switched on. You know what's up. Um, yeah, I think my picks are kind of the same as yours. I don't have any, like, groundbreaking things to add. Um, I don't – I maybe would put Lucy – oh, I don't know if I'd bet against Annie, though. I think Annie has, like, a little bit of something to prove. But so does Lucy. Like, there's so many people who have – that's my observation is there's, like, it's been a weird three years – a lot of people like injured or like just have like a, that little extra edge of like something they want to show the world. Yeah. Um, and there's too many of them for me to pick. The problem is you go out there with something to prove and like half the field blows up then. Right. Because you're like, I got to go so hard. I got to show them I'm yeah. back. I got to be smart and patient. Yeah. yeah. And also like, I'm not sure, you know, in recent years, I'm not sure how much the men's race has played into the dynamics on the bike, especially so because I like wasn't out there myself and I just don't know. So it'll be interesting 
what if that changes yeah, a lot? I think it's like a ton, actually. Like, I don't actually think it's like a huge dif- like difference. Like, it was maybe a person here or there. Um, but they also won't have like age group guys catching them, yeah. which is like the way the big yeah. facts. Anyway, but my concern with Lucy is that, I mean, like, she's gritty as hell. She will like tough it out. Yeah. But how much running could she have been getting in? in this buildup back from an injury. Yeah. How long has, how long has it been that she's been running again ish? I don't know. She's not like, you don't know. Well, you don't have a guess. Like my guess is like, is it like three years, three months? Yeah, no, it's a couple months, right? A couple months. But she had to build up. She had to build up slowly. And she was only positive. She was doing this race like a month ago. Okay. okay. That's last, interesting. 10, last 10 miles of the marathon. Yeah. It's going to be like, what happens? It could get ugly. It could get ugly. Okay, so I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go let myself off the hook with the picks. Just roll with your picks. Um, okay, let's. Uh, oh, we were gonna talk about who's missing, too, this year. Well, Lindsey Corbin's missing. Yeah. Cat uh, Matthews is missing. Obviously, that's yeah. a big one. That's like the biggest one. Yeah. Um, a couple of people are missing just because they didn't want to make the like. Els Visser said it was too expensive. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then Rinny's missing, obviously. Yeah. So. Okay. But we've got a pretty strong start list. We took a picture of the start list earlier. It's like, it's amazing to see. Like, honestly, I think that it does make the field a little deeper having more. <laughs> I mean, I think it's sort like of the definition. definition. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but no, I think it's like, it's something like it, it's something that I think I feel like as the reason I'm saying this is like, I feel like as like we were told back then that like those extra 15 women like didn't matter. And like, even by some of the pro women themselves, like as if like those extra 15 weren't good enough to be here and didn't substantially make a mark on the race. And I just don't think that's true. Like looking at that list, I'm like, there's like, there are a huge number of women who could go top 10 or top 15 now for prize money for top 15. Yeah. Apparently you just found out that pays- just found out that the pays deeper. So that's great. Everybody. Yeah. I looked 15th gets $3,000. So 15th gets $3,000 cover your ticket. (laughs) (laughs) It is 48 women starting after the, like, I think there was like Ford and check in Mm -hmm. and people who pulled out earlier. So 48 women starting. Mm -hmm. Unless somebody gets hit by a car today. (laughs) I know. Right. I I feel like those parts of it, like having, like I got hit by a car here. I showed, I showed my, I showed my team earlier, like the scene of where I got hit by a car. (laughs) <laughs> but I I feel like it's um people are watching out for each other. Like just watching the way people are driving. Um I mean some of the I we have seen some athletes acting like losing their minds. I was gonna say apparently you didn't see the person driving into oncoming traffic to get the good IG shot, Instagram shot, because I saw that. We saw a lot of that BS. I, I have also seen people like being really respectful. So I've seen both. Yeah. Cool. Okay, let's take a little break. And Kelly and I are gonna come back and talk about few more concerns and challenges and also her new project (laughs) (laughs) you weren't on the mic do you have to make money to be a business well i think at some point you need to make money yeah okay so you just launched triathlon ish with a cool tagline all sports no balls all sports no balls is that all sports no balls okay so tell us what is triathlon ish Right. So right now it's just a newsletter that I send once a week with the triathlon-ish news that you want to know about. Um, and we say ish, and we say ish because like ish, like it's like things that are like related to triathlon, 
but also triathlon. Yeah. So right now they're all triathlon without the ish. Because it's Kona. Yeah. So it's all Kona. Yeah. yeah. But usually it's like ish. Uh, so right now it's a weekly newsletter and then we'll be adding things. We'll be adding a podcast, um, maybe some other writers, but we'll see. And possibly like some other, there's other ish sports in there. Some more, more in-depth stuff. And I, people are struggling. People are being like, I don't understand. I don't understand. It's struggling to understand what your project is. Do they know what a newsletter is? Possible. In all fairness, I think people struggle to find out what feisty is too. That's true. That's true. Do they, do, do you need a TikTok and reels team? <laughs> I clearly am going to hire you guys. <laughs> like we have one available. Um, so what do you see as like, you know, you've worked in media for a long time. You've done triathlon media. You were obviously the editor in chief of triathlete. What do you see as missing in the way that we cover the sport? Right. So after I left and um, quit, I talked to a lot of different people and I would say like one of the things that we all kind of agree is at least in the U S we're missing what we would call like mainstream style sports coverage. Like at least in the U S we don't have like, we have sports center to cover football where they like sit in like this, what we just did for the women's race tomorrow. Right. right. They do that. Like for every, we don't really, they sit, they sit on like sit on bar stools and yeah. chat about things. Yeah. 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 Um, and we don't really have that for our sports uh, in the U S like it doesn't exist. And in the way that it does exist in so much as it does exist, it exists as forums, forum dudes, forum trolls. Right. Um, and there's a pretty big gap, generally speaking, in our sports between there's forum dude trolls and then there's like inspirational women content. Yeah. And I'm, I'm all for inspirational women content. I will cry with the best of them. But like I would say when I've been saying like we want something for me and my friends, like me and my friends are like, no, man, like we can be assholes, too, and argue about like who's going to lose and who's going to blow up. And so that's what I feel like is missing, um, both on like a larger like the actual analysis and news level, but also the audience level. Like there's not a place for all of us. Right. Cool. And so that's what you're creating. There's yeah. like, a, there's like a something happened out on the yeah. street there. Oh God. I hope nobody got hit. <laughs> I feel like, Oh, is that it? We just witnessed the first Kona yeah, I mean, there's, there's been, no, there's been, cars. but people keep asking me how it's different from you. And I'm like, Sarah doesn't know what's happening in triathlon anymore. <laughs> How is it different to be? Well, because you're, you're not just covering the women, first of all. First of all, yeah, we're not just covering women. Second of all, it's more like news and analysis. And I feel like you don't do news. Like, you guys are more performance. I do not want to do perform. I do not want to get into the, like, how to be a faster triathlete business. Like, there are plenty of people that do that out there in the world. I don't want to do, like, training plans. Certainly, we may at some point add, like, look, like, here are the five, like, things you need to know type stuff. But, like... I don't want to get into training plans or gear reviews that much because there's plenty of places for that. Um, this is like news analysis. Football doesn't debate like which this is the best football. Right. <laughs> From my understanding. I don't really talk like, like sports center. It's not like how to be a better football player. No. Step one, two, and three. Yeah, no. Right. What should I eat when I play basketball? No. <laughs> Got it. I'm hearing you there. Okay, this is going to be pretty cool. So how do people sign up for this? So triathlon-ish. I-S-H, triathlonish.com, and subscribe to the newsletter right now, which we're sending out weekly. We're doing special ones from Kona with the goss, as I keep calling it. You guys were like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I knew. I knew. Got to get the good goss. Um, weekly newsletters right now, and then we'll be adding more things post-Kona. I just wanted to get up and running before Kona, and we'll be adding things. I promised I would bring Sid back on the podcast to talk all the triathlon it's like start where you are, right? Like you write a kick-ass newsletter and I think that's a great place for you to start. Yeah. Today we're discussing why we should stop, we should create new 
legends and stories and athletes instead of old historic legends. And stories. I did I read your newsletter this morning? Thank you for the link to our Instagram. <laughs> I mean, that's what you guys are here for, right? For the gram. <laughs> for the gram. Only for the gram. Um, but uh, what was my question now? Oh yeah. Okay, so if we're if we are replacing those myths and legends, like the like we're talking about like the old San Diego Guard kind of like what what are the new what are the new myths and legends to replace them? I mean, I don't know that you just, I don't know that we all have them yet. I just think that like a lot of the apparatus around and I like separate from like Kona and everything, like whether or not you like the race here, you like the island or whatever. Yeah. A lot of the apparatus around selling triathlons really old at this point. It's like forty years old, and there's been a lot of things since then that are really cool i listed a whole bunch of like really awesome races that like have happened in the last 20 years not the you know last 40 um i think the norwegians are doing a pretty good job right now of making themselves like the current story like they're super funny they're super fascinating they're we just said like daniela maybe statistically arguably is the greatest triathlete ever like we could just like talk about that right <laughs> like that's fine i mean lucy's also like kind of amazing right um, I think if Kat had raced, like Kat Matthews is like setting herself up to, she could end up being like really awesome. Right. Yeah. Um, so there's people that is like right now, right here. And if you talk to the new guard, yeah, like there's a lot of young people that have come up in this last three years that are like a new guard for triathlon and they don't, they don't have time for the past. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like Gen Z vibes. Like, uh, is that what we're on? Is it Gen Z? I don't know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm just making that up. Just yeah, like bucket hats. <laughs> their bucket hats and their biker shorts. Yeah. Bucket hats. Do you know, like someone thought I was 20 years old the other day. I was wearing that bucket hat. You dress like a 20 year old. All right. I was like, it's the hat. She's like, <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I'm, I, I love that. Um, and I'm totally with you. We will put the link in our show notes about how to sign up for Kelly's newsletter and follow everything she is doing. Is it, do you have any final words for our, of wisdom or, about anything else oh man i just felt like so much the most i will i'm gonna ask you the most open-ended question ever <laughs> go i am i am legitimately very concerned about tomorrow's race with like the lack of volunteers uh it's on a thursday people are still working there's still traffic they did have to open up a lane of traffic on the course for the first time like there's never been a lane of traffic on the queen k while people are biking that's happening it's a little more it's like more as we established there's more athletes than there's ever been on a day it's like ripe. So I'm just like, oh my God, like everyone, please be careful. Please, like you were saying, like keep an eye out for each other, ride heads up. I know in triathlon we tend to like and not pay attention, but like we got to get through tomorrow. Totally. Yeah. It happened to me one time actually at an Ironman Canada. Um, a volunteer ushered a car through a stoplight that was on the course straight into me <laughs> as I was like, and I actually like, so, well, not that I, that made it sound worse than it was, but like I saw the car coming, I swerved, and then I hit a vehicle that was like waiting, um, and I was able to get back on my bike and finish. But like it was weird. Like then after the race, because you know you sometimes you forget something weird happens during the race, and later, I, like my ring was bent. Like I had a ring that was like, and I and my finger was all bruised. I'm like, what was that? I was like, oh yeah, I crashed into a car on the car. Yeah, so it, it can happen anywhere. Oh, it can happen anywhere, and it's not like these things don't happen. But I'm just. You know, we're all everyone, even in the press conference of Daniela and everybody's like, we're really looking forward to it. But like, let's just see. Yeah. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. So all the good vibes for tomorrow's Thursday race for for safety, 
safety first for sure. Um, and then the other thing I just want to say to our audience is tomorrow we are actually going to be recording later. So we're not recording at our usual time. Um, and so some of you will be in bed. We're going to record around 7.30 p.m. 7.30 p.m. here in Hawaii. And you'll be able to get that podcast recording on the Iron Women feed uh, when you wake up the next morning so that we can bring you all of the race day updates, everything that we saw and heard um, first thing on Friday morning. So thank you all for watching and listening. And we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, Kelly. Oh, was I supposed to say something? <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>